Hey guys. Great, you're finally here. Let's get this episode started. What's your rush? We're doing Back to the Future 2 today. So for this episode, we're taking the Wayback Machine to the future. Oh, cool. Yep, just like Doc and Marty, we are going all the way to 2015. Wait, what? I can't wait. Maybe the Giants win the Super Bowl. They didn't. Maybe the Phillies win the World Series. Wrong again. Maybe there'll be flying cars, hoverboards, dehydrated pizzas. None of those things exist today. Or three years ago in 2015. Alan, did he hit his head? No, he's just an idiot. I know what to do. Ooh, pretty lights. Pete, what'd you do? I used a sleep-inducing algorithm generator on him. He'll be out for hours. Cool. Let's leave him on someone's porch and we'll pick him up later. Sounds good. Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. India and the Hello. Use the false loop. What's your job, Marlo? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Don't. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan. And welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what's up, dude? What's going on, Alan? Alan, today we're doing Back to the Future Part 2, and as with our first Back to the Future episode, we have a special guest, Pete oh. from Enter the Nerd Zone. Hey, guys. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. <laughs> All right, Pete, so if you listened to our show last week, which I know you didn't, Alan and I made a bet as to how many times you saw Back to the Future 2, because what was your Back to the Future 1 number in the theater? In the theater itself was 18. 18 God for Back damn. to the Future Part 1. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're not going to tell you our guesses, but can you tell us, drum roll, how many times did you see Back to the Future 2 in the theaters? Yeah, you'll have to wait to the end of the show for me to tell you that. <laughs> Ooh, teaser. No, really, I only saw it five times. Oh, man, only five times? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I said greater than five. I don't know where you were, Alan. Uh, okay. I thought I said, I'm going to have to listen to the show, but I thought I said five or seven. Okay, I don't know that either one of us was right, but right. five. That's still impressive. It's still an impressive number for one movie. For one movie, yes. Yes, I'll, I'll even go back and say, again, I only saw Infinity War four times, so I still do it. <laughs> John, how many times did you watch it in the theaters? Uh, I would say maybe. I have no concrete memory of it, but I can't imagine I saw it more than twice if I saw it twice in the theater. Yeah, yeah I'm leaning towards maybe once. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when I saw it. You're not true believers. <laughs> I guess not. We're not believers either. Um, so, last we left Doc and Marty, uh, they were going in the time machine, which can fly now, to the future to save uh, Marty and Jennifer's kids. Hmm. Uh, something's happened to Alan and Pete in between the two movies. First of all, Jennifer was recast to the lovely Elizabeth Shue, mm -hmm. who I, I think at the time was just known for the Karate Kid, maybe. Uh, yeah, she did. Maybe. Adventures, in Adventures in Babysitting, yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. I, I like that movie, too. I always forget about it. All right, so Elizabeth Shue had a little movie cred going on when she was cast. Can I say as... something about Elizabeth Shue? Sure. You know, I, I lived in the same town as her and her brother. She's from Maplewood, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Grant yeah. Shue, who's on uh, Melrose Place, right? Yeah. Big soccer star, wasn't he? He was. He went to Columbia High School, where I would have went to high school if I didn't move to East Brunswick. 
Um, yeah, he was a great soccer player there. Okay, very cool. Did you ever meet her? Or... Uh, my friend was my friend's sister was friends with her, but I never really met her. I've seen her, but I never really talked to her. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty sweet. She was good looking. She was good looking for a long time. Yeah, she still looks pretty good. Yeah, what, didn't we see her? Oh, Death Wish. Wasn't that Elizabeth Shue? Yeah, she yes. was in Death Wish. Very yeah, beautiful. she looked good in that. Yeah, and she's doing something called The Boys, which is a comic book that's becoming a TV show with Carl Urban. Oh. Uh, you know, uh, he plays uh, uh, McCoy, Dr. McCoy on Star Trek. Right. And he was Judge Dredd in the most recent Judge Dredd movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Elizabeth Shue replaces uh, the old Jennifer. I, I forgot what the reasons were. Um, but it's kind of weird because at the end of part one, I think I saw this in the making of documentary, they weren't really thinking about a part two because in the original movie, it doesn't end with to be continued now on DVD or wherever on Blu-ray. It says to be continued at the end of part one, but they didn't have, they didn't have that planned. Um, so that ending where they go into the future was just to be like, oh, you know, and then their adventures continued type, type of thing. Um, yeah, exactly. It, I read that, that that scene was just a throwaway scene, but uh, when they start off the second movie, they basically take off from right there. Right, and they didn't really write Jennifer a big part, so um, that's why they, you know, Doc puts her asleep and they leave her on a porch somewhere. Well, actually, they take her to the future and she gets in trouble, right? Yeah. They just keep putting her to sleep because yeah, she faints and stuff like that. Did you, did you think that was necessary to take off right there you know how uh, back to the future one ends because the whole right. thing with, with jennifer just seems very odd yeah it's like because they painted themselves into a corner when, when it came to jennifer um but i guess i don't know what, what how could they resolve that with them coming back and like oh that was a great adventure and then having a different part two adventure you think that would have been the or or no, not necessarily i mean that's that's assuming you're keeping with the same script but why don't you just give her something better to do than just pass out in an alleyway. Right. Well, she doesn't pass out. She gets... He gives she, her the dolt. Oh, she right. Too many right. questions. Right. Alpha rhythm generator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> alpha rhythm generator. Read the right. script. You'll know exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, she's knocked out. I, you know, I guess... I don't know. I, I That scene, that particular scene, I, I like the whole... There'll be a-holes and stuff like that. But they could have been like, listen, you hang out here and keep an eye on my truck and we'll be right back. Right. Well, yeah, the thing yeah. is, at the end of part one, she gets in the car with them. And they wanted to continue for that. For right, 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 right. She, she doesn't really serve the story. You could take Jennifer out of the story and it doesn't change the story at all. Absolutely. Well, I mean, right. it, well you get, she, you know, there's more problems that she, she gets to the house and she sees her other self. And so those type, and she finds out about her future and that that kind of like starts throwing the story off you know right oh no it really does because in the first movie they said marty you can't see yourself it's going to create catastrophic effects right and then when she sees herself in the future she just passes out that was like (laughs) that was it there was nothing catastrophic about it well doc says either this horrible you know all time and space will end or something like that or nothing at all or something like that so he's like go either way so you know it went the way of uh, of her passing out um yeah but i think what was good about this movie is that they, they went to the now a lot of people 
let's let's get this out of the way. A lot of people rank this as their least favorite. Some of them didn't like it at all. They, they some of them, you know, people say they didn't understand it. I remember that when I was when I when I first saw this, people were saying this, and I think all the back and forth. I think what was hard for a lot of people was the the alternate timeline, like. You know, I mean, I read comic books my whole life, so that's normal, like getting my mind wrapped around alternate timelines or multiverses. But I think uh, that for some people that was very confusing for them. What did you guys think of that, the alternate timeline, or did that did you find that confusing at all or anything like that? Well, Pete, how would you rank this, you know, of the three films? How would you rank the three? Uh, well, if you want to, it's one, two, three. I think that's kind of the way it goes. I think they're all really... I think they're really they're all really good, but this is probably the second best of the three. The first one obviously is the best one, depending on you know because I went to see it more than five times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean I I I didn't see you know obviously there's out there you can go on the internet and see whatever you want or read whatever you want about how there's so many flaws and all these these things, but it is it's I think it now. Then we got the 2015, and I know we're in 2018. Though John thinks it's 2015. Um, that no, we were going to the future of 2015. <laughs> I know it's 2018. Uh, so, you know, I I think it's more fascinating then, at like that 2015, how the movie compares to how life really is. So, I mean, back then, and what was it made in 1989? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's like uh, it's. Oh, whatever. It's I don't know how to explain it. I'm trying to, you know, this timeline thing and the history. Now it's more interesting because we could actually compare it to 2015. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, like, in, you know, in the third movie, when we talk about that sometime in the near future, ha ha ha. Uh, we can't really talk about what happened in 1885 versus what we're talking about now. I yeah, I got gotcha. you. Got, you got me. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Good. Your show, you guys keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the charm of the first movie was that it was in 1955 is when they went back. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's some charm in that because you know we, you know, obviously when we saw the movie, we were seeing in the past and stuff, and so there was a film, you know, something familiar about it. And you know, back then in in '89, looking forward 30 years, is that right? It was 30 years right in the future. Right. Um, I mean, that part of the film, I think, was cool. You know, anything that had the hoverboard was always cool. But for me, the second movie, it was just a very dark movie. I mean, very uncharacteristic, like, from the from the first one. You know, I mean, Biff was doing really bad things. And it, yeah. it didn't have the same lightheartedness, I guess, of the first movie. And so, I mean, for me, I had a, I'd probably go, like, one, three, two in, in my order of the movies that I liked. Well, I think that, you know, I think the second one I liked more about the second one was the alternate reality versus, you know, the future stuff. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I found that more fascinating. And I thought that would what made the movie uh, as well as it was. Well, yeah, their their prediction of 2015. I mean, when when we went through that uh, three years ago, there was all these comparisons of, of what they predicted and what actually came true. And they hit on they hit on quite a few things. Um but I mean, there was stuff there that day, you know, flying cars, uh, the hoverboards, which <laughs> if you watch the documentary, there were people that were actually thought the hoverboard was real. And Zemeckis kind of kind of played into that, too, was obviously before the Internet and all that. So he couldn't get slammed on, on Twitter or Reddit or anything. But but at the so, time, it was fun, you know, to, yeah. to, to have 
uh, Zemeckis's fu- uh, I like vision of what the future would be. Uh, it was fun, you know. Jaws, I forgot it was like a Jaws, like two thousand or something like that. Yeah. And it was like all three D holograms, which is not too far off today. But it it was an it was a nice peek to the future. But yeah, it was a very very dark. It was just a dark film for me. He was a year off on the Cubbies, at least. He was pretty close. He <laughs> yeah, was close on the Cubs. yeah, he had the almanac too. <laughs> well, that was the best part. I think that's what really makes the uh, the movie, and obviously, it's known as for going back to nineteen fifty five is the great sports almanac. And I think that's a great plot device that they came up with, um, you know, having Marty wa- wanting to, first of all, an almanac that spans 50 years from 1950 to 2000. And Marty having that idea, I was like, wow, for the next, you know, uh, 15 years, I'll know every sports score and I'm going to be a millionaire off it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think the genius of the movie is how Zemeckis was able to recreate parts of part one he does a lot of that if you think about it not just the opening scene that wasn't you know they had to recreate that because of the new jennifer but when they went back to 1955 they had to recreate the dance they had to recreate you know um just everything that happened that that initial night and that was actually pretty amazing to see from a different literally a different point of view you know uh future marty versus old marty oh yeah i mean i i love that those those scenes where you know he's He's climbing on top of the stage and he's kind of looking down at himself singing Johnny Be Good and, um, you know, the Ooh La La magazine and all that fun stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That, that him, was watching, him, him watching himself get knocked out or his dad knocking out Biff <laughs> from a different perspective. So, yeah, that was definitely, I thought, was, but this, it's the same thing. These three movies, and especially the first, as we've talked about the first two, you know, it's consistent you know there's always a chase scene there's always um you know something something's very similar in each movie you know does that make sense like biff's always obviously you know biff's always the bad guy but there's um the chase scene with the the hoverboard and then the the skateboard and those type of things are all very very similar and and i you know i found that really interesting too yeah and i think i think when they go back in 1985 to the change in 1985 um, I think that was a really good, good part in regards to like the type of, the type of world Biff creates with with his money and um, what specifically he does to Hill Valley. And I was thought it was funny that he would always he had these pictures of him with like um, Marilyn Monroe, like he dated her, like he dated uh, you know these other um, starlets from the you know fifties and sixties, uh, but he winds up with Lorraine. Like, that was his big get, (laughs) getting Lorraine. I was like, all right, I guess Marilyn wasn't good enough for you. (laughs) You know, that picture was actually a uh, dub from a Joe DiMaggio with Marilyn Monroe picture. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, so it was like early Photoshop, I guess. Yeah, early version of Photoshop. Well, yeah, I don't (laughs) think they could have got Marilyn Monroe to do that picture with uh, with Vamp. I don't think she was available. She was asking too much money. (laughs) That's right, exactly. (laughs) a lot to come back from the dead <laughs> <laughs> for the right price that's right for the right price um, just ask Elvis and Tupac <laughs> so uh, but I what's cool is I like that his it, it, they weren't in the west I don't know why in, in part three but I like how Biff's um, minions are the same throughout and how old they look in the 80s with their their big bellies and they're they're all losing their hair and when they're trying to chase them like they run like crazy people was it the same group from the first movie uh, no, Billy Zane was missing. Uh, Billy Zane was in the first one. Oh, yeah. He was in the second one? 
well, I don't think he was in the second one. I know he wasn't in the third one. Um, no. But I'm pretty positive he was, you know, already doing that horrible Phantom movie or whatever the hell it was <laughs> called. Uh, you know, by that time, I mean, he didn't get to his stature of uh, Titanic yet. I guess he should have looked in the future and saw what that thing was going to do. At all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, the other two guys, well, Casey, what's his name? Casey, the the one guy. Yeah, so- not Affleck, uh, Samasco. He was yeah. in Young Guns, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was he in all three of them too? Uh, I don't. No, I don't, I don't think any. Of the, I don't think any of the guys were in the third one. Right, they were too I big. They're all different guys. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, because the oh yeah, no, they were different. You're right, because he had two sets in the third movie, which we can talk about, you know, when we do the other show. <laughs> um, well, obviously, his future minions weren't. The same, the which same. would have been, which would have been really funny if they were. That would have been real funny, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that definitely would have been like their uh, kids, kids, yeah. Hilarious, yeah. So, uh, you know, you got no power, uh, so <laughs> yes, yeah, things don't work on water. You need power. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. We might have, I don't, we might have to talk about how Asians are portrayed in that movie. Pass. Why? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was an issue there, huh? But you know, one of the things about this this movie and the, the third movie, did you know that obviously they were filmed pretty much together, and then they were, you know, how like they released Star Wars in May and then in December, they or Harry Potter, they did December and May. This movie was set up the same way, the right. second and third ones, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're filming part three the same time they're doing part two. Yeah, they had them both. Because if you, if in the theater, I remember watching it in the theater. I went to the, I went to the theater. I saw this with my father, um, and my sister, who hated it. Uh, you know, they do that. They do um, the preview or the sneak peek to the second to the third movie, and so you know that so most of those scenes are already completed. They just released it uh, six months later, like they do with all the other movies. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they filmed them back to back. They just figured it was more economical that way. I guess. When was the release of part three? It was just a couple months later? Six months later. You're kidding me. Yeah, it was was released six months later because I remember seeing it again with my father um, at the same movie theater. And it was, I believe it was six months. It it was definitely not a year. Wow. Huh. Only I, I thought there was a, a bigger gap between the two movies, but yeah, they uh, got here Back to the Future Part Three coming out in 1990. That's funny. And Part Two came out when 89. So the the 1985 was I think, and I think Doc does a good job explaining the alternate reality because because you know uh, Marty's like, oh well, let's just go back to the future and stop him from taking the book, and, and Doc's like, no, there, that's not the same future. And I was like, oh yeah. Was that his exact terms? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you would know. I'm sure you memorized the. Uh, oh well, yeah. I don't have this one as memorized as the first one, but uh, yes. Uh, I you know that you know it's interesting. He does explain it, and um, you know I, I think Marty still didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marty was like, that's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> The dog's like, hey, stupid. Come on, really? You don't know this stuff? But uh, he does anyway, so. All right, so you got Michael J. Fox playing four different roles. He's playing Marty from 85, Marty from 2015, uh, his daughter, Marta. I don't even know his daughter's name. Marlene. Marlene? I, I don't Marlene. even know. It might be and, 
and her, his son, who was Marty Jr., I believe, right? I'm walking here. I'm Wait walking. a minute. He paid. A, he played the daughter. Yeah. You didn't realize that. Oh, wow. You know, I'm one... gonna have to rewatch this movie again. I don't remember that. That's one ugly daughter, but uh, Marlene. You know... Yeah, Marlene McFly. I know they could have wow. used like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue to play like the daughter, so it looked kind of like different. Yeah. It was right. kind of weird. Yeah, but she was. Well, Elizabeth Shue was playing her older self too. Yeah, well, they could have done three and three. I mean, Marty, but, you know, Michael J. Fox wants to be the star of everything, so he's like, <laughs> I'll play a woman as well. Look, man, the way this movie was treating Jennifer, they were lucky they let her on the set. <laughs> <laughs> let alone gave her another role to play. Yeah, they left her in the hood. They knocked her out. I mean, it was, she did get uh, treated pretty bad. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking at the picture. I had no idea that was Michael J. Fox. Wow, really? Wow. Gosh, he's yeah. ugly. Dad? <laughs> Dad, is that you? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Welcome home, Jennifer. <laughs> Pizza perfect. And why why is both their voices, the kids' voices like that? Marty uh, Jr. is like, fruit. Hey fruit. <laughs> oh yeah, I think he's supposed to be considered a like Marty turns into this big loser and a wimp. So maybe right. that's why they're trying to portray his kids as they've gotten the same yeah, the same things, losers and one looks like a male. I mean, I don't. <laughs> no, Pete's so, right. Uh, Why didn't they use Elizabeth Shue for the daughter? That just makes more sense. Yeah, right. But like I said, I think they were mad Jennifer was even in the movie. So uh, mad that she was in the movie. Like, give her less to do. They <laughs> oh. nothing to do. Well, they... yeah, she she did a great job of like you know laying on a porch. I mean, listen, yeah, this is Jennifer. <laughs> this is just Jennifer's role. She's in the car yapping away. The doc puts her to sleep. They put her on a stack of CDs, old CDs, which, boy, did they get that wrong about 2015. <laughs> she puts on a stack of old CDs. The police find her, bring her home. She runs into her old self. She passes out. They leave her on the porch. That's the end of it. To the point to the point where they're even like, shouldn't we get Jennifer? And Doc's like, nah, time will change around her. She'll be okay. <laughs> we don't need her. It's all good. No worries. She's not going to be okay. She went from being a brunette to a redhead. Well, yeah, she gets treated like the dog. I mean, the dog is the same thing. He's like, yeah, we'll come back and get the dog. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you don't even know what dog he's talking to. Is it Copernicus <laughs> or is it Einstein? You don't even know which dog's which. <laughs> but then they go and do a weird thing in part three by making Marty's great-great-grandmother look like his mother. Yeah. <laughs> Which means there was some crossbreeding going on. There. <laughs> That's right. Uh, listen, you already got her on the payroll. You might as well use her. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, they go through all these lengths to make like alternate timelines correct and how make it all make sense. But then they do stupid stuff like that. Well, you know, it's not yeah. like it is now. <laughs> they should look into the future and see how the, how movies were made today, and then they could have done it right the first time. Well, that's a good right. point. I mean, they had a time machine. Uh, why didn't they just go back in time uh, before Biff picked up the, the almanac? What do you mean? To, well, to before 2015? Yeah. Why don't they just... Because in their first movie, there was always that no, sense of urgency remember... and the sense of, they, you know, they had to hit the clock tower at a certain time. In the second movie, they had a functioning time machine that ran off of uh, garbage. Fusion. Yeah, Mr. Fusion. So why don't they just why right why run through this film? Why don't they just hey we got a time machine, let's fix things. Well no, because the whole point was 
after Biff, old Biff gave new Biff, uh, young Biff the almanac, the new timeline was created. So if they tried to go to the future right before Biff got the book, that wouldn't have happened. Huh? You see? They should just went back to. They should have back to. That's why they had to go. To, right. That's why they had to go to 1955. And they should have just went and ran over Biff before he got the uh, almanac, or run him over to see if he had it. You can't change history like that, because then who's waxing the cars for the big date? <laughs> is it tonight the night of the big date? Why does mom, why does hip mom know so much about Marty's sex life? <laughs> you know, and then, uh, from there, remember, they, they changed actors for George McFly, too. Oh, yeah, there was a big dispute about that. He won, he won some kind of settlement. Um, what's his name? What's his real name? Chris uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah, he wants some kind of settlement because they used his like image or something like that, and they didn't use him. Yeah, yeah I thought that. I thought that was kind of a little bit of a, a misstep by not using him again. I thought, I really thought he kind, you know, besides Marty McFly, I really thought he was, you know, a good piece of that that first movie. They could have probably done something with him. I read that he wanted Michael J. Fox money, and that was the issue. All right, well, he's not no. Michael J. Fox. But... And he had a smaller role, too, you know? The father had a, such a smaller role. Why would you get Michael J. Fox money? It's Crispin Glover. Have you seen him in the interviews? Yeah. yeah. The guy's a little unglued. Didn't you see him in The Craft? He was excellent. <laughs> is he in The Craft? I think he's The Craft. But the, he's some freaky dude. That guy's some in some freaky movie. <laughs> he was in Char one of the Charlie's Angels, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one, actually, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he does sequels. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not very good at that stuff. He's not welcome back. <laughs> Either is the other girl, apparently. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think he's bringing back Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> I think something like her mom got sick or something like that. That's yeah. Do it. Something like that. Yeah. But you know who? Her and uh, if you, uh, I think Netflix or someone had a, a documentary on it, and her name's Claudia Wells. Her and the guy that played uh, Goldie Wilson, they go they go to shows and stuff like that and sign things. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I just read think? that she's going to be on an 80s cruise where it's a bunch of 80s uh, pop culture people are going to be there. So if you want she to go was... meet her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was in other things, though, wasn't she? Maybe she, maybe she was no, she started. Guy. She was in some TV shows, and that's the reason why she couldn't go into part two because she was bound by ABC wouldn't let her out of her contract. Oh, and, then and she, her mother she, was sick or something. Well, yeah, that too. I read that one also. And then she started her own... Um, clothing company i think and then okay. she's been doing that ever since so do you think they would have made a second movie if eric stoltz was marty mcfly Ooh. well i mean it would depend if it made the same amount of money yeah but would it have made the same, same amount of money would they have kept eric stoltz and they would have made like michael j fox the marty again uh that's a good question because they always wanted marty first uh, not marty michael first right but he was bound to the family ties but then they are able, after Eric didn't work out, they were able to work out something with family ties. Would it have been a better movie with him? Eric Stoltz? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you watch the scenes that he's in, he seems like he's playing Marty Moore as a kind of a weirdo loser than as a misunderstood hip kid. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, hold on. Is there footage online, him playing that role? Oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. in one of the Blu-ray releases, wasn't it? Yeah, they or did the whole... They did the whole movie with him. What? I mean, no, no, they didn't film yeah. the whole movie. They filmed almost a lot of it. Almost, yeah, whole, yeah almost the whole thing. But uh, yeah, you can see it somewhere. I think it's on one of the Blu-rays. Really? Yeah. yeah. It might, it might be on YouTube. Check so, how was his like comedic timing? Was he funny? 
I think Marty Mc, I think Michael J. Fox is better, definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. like I was saying, I think Eric Eric Stoltz was playing him like a weirdo, like a weird kid, like a, the weird like the kid you would make fun of at school, like he's a weirdo hangs out, like he's weird hangs out with an old dude and you know. Huh. He had more of the father role than you know. He was acting more like the father did in in the actual movie. He was kind of like that weird idiot kid, you know. Um, but you know, and I, but with him being weird and Christopher Lloyd being weird and the father being weird, I don't think it really. Christian Glover worked. being yeah. Christian Glover oh, weird as yeah. Too many weirdo. Yeah, they needed Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> they did, and that's one of the reasons why I actually liked the movie because I loved Family Ties. So. And I, I, I said this before, when he was Alex, Alex P. Keaton, I used to tell my dad to bring all my a Wall Street Journal so I can read it, just like <laughs> Alex P. Keaton. So, you know, I was very excited. To see, he's one of the reasons why I, you know, wanted to see this movie. Did yeah, Michael J. Fox is probably Journal? the bigger name during that time, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, because Family Ties was huge back then. Um, did your dad ever get your Wall Street Journal? Yeah. My dad could spell Wall Street Journal. I was going to say, did you read it? (laughs) No, I never got, to answer your question, no, I never got the Wall Street Journal. And then when I did get it on my own, I'm like, where's the sports page? (laughs) (laughs) Where are the comics on the sports page in this? (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So it it worked out for the best. (laughs) That's the funniest thing is that you thought Alex P. Keaton was reading that for the sports. (laughs) (laughs) I knew he was smart. See, I think he was smart and he got the hot chicks on the show. I mean, he got Courtney Cox, he got uh, the other girl, Tracy Holland. <laughs> That's it, his real wife, whatever she he had. He had Daphne Zuniga for like two or three episodes, remember? He, he did, uh, yes, he mm-hmm. did. So, um, yeah, so you know, I didn't care about the damn journal, I just wanted to be Alex B. Keaton. <laughs> did, you, did you wear a tie to school? <laughs> no, no, no. So you didn't really want to be Alex B. No, I want. Well, I wanted his money. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, but you know. Anyway, yes. So I wanted to be Alex P. Keaton. I guess at some point in time, and they turned into Marty McFly, and I wanted to be him, but I didn't want to be him after that. <laughs> then, oh, you don't want you don't want to be him when he was a drug-addled journalist in uh, that movie he did. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot what it was called. I don't know either, but either like Casualty of War. I don't think you know. This is. These three movies, Michael J. Fox is what he's going to be known for because he didn't really do a lot of good other stuff. At least I miss it. At least I miss it. I like the Frighteners. I like the Frighteners a lot. Oh, Secrets of My Success was good. Frighteners, I was here or there. Um, he kind of goes down. He kind of goes down. Doc Hollywood, but he goes down the same path as like Chevy Chase or Bill Murray. They they start trying to do these serious movies and then they just piss their career away. Right, like. Bright Lights, Big City was the movie I was thinking of. Oh, with Joan Jett, right? Yeah. Oh, no, that's no, uh, no. Light of Day. Oh, okay, sorry. Bright Lights, Big City is a drug-addicted journalist, I think. Uh, uh, dude, I for, we know we forgot about Teen Wolf. He was in Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah. That was a good then one. They, First then, one. They made, then they made the second one, which was a disaster. Yeah, it's Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Yep. Yeah, he was doing... I mean, and, and his shows on TV were good, too. I liked Spin City. Yeah, then he, got, then he started getting sick, so, you know, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he had to slow down a bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's 1989. I'm a junior. Yeah, junior in high school. Back to Future 2 comes out. I, I Look, I enjoyed it a lot. I know people gave it crap. I, I would rank it I would rank it 1, 3, 2, because I really like 3. Um, but that doesn't mean take away from 2 at all. No, it, it's funny, because they get, you know... 
and, and obviously you can't compare it to Star Wars or Indiana Jones or all these other like great trilogies, but I don't think they get enough credit for being a good trilogy. Yeah, I, I don't think people think of that when you think of great trilogies. It, it, it's still very popular. I mean, when you go to like Universal Studios, it's it's peppered with Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, but I think people pepper it with the first one and not the second two. Um, um, I, I think that it's, you know, people, you know, they when you, when someone says Back to the Future, they don't they that's all they think about is that that first movie and uh, everybody can quote all the lines not as well as I can, but they do. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I did mention Back to the Future on this podcast, so that worked out. Uh, but I hope the, you did. <laughs> the other, the uh, I should mention something else, but the other two. You know, no one really, they look kind of past him where, you know, I think it's still a decent trilogy. Again, for me, I like this more than I like the Star Wars movies. Sorry, but it's, that's just my prerogative. I think Pete makes a point. Um, when people talk about Back to the Future, they are referring to one a lot. They're not referring to the trilogy. Right. You know, although when we say Star Wars, we're talking all inclusive. At the very least, you're talking the original trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. Yeah, I so, would say with Back to the Future, it's probably like when you look at the the timeline of of the movie itself, it's probably the tightest trilogy, you know, because one really runs into two, and two really runs into three. It's oh, like, absolutely. It's like yeah. one big enormous movie if you think of it that way. It's like it's like the the worst three weeks or best three weeks anybody could have, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, the thing is, this is also. And that's one of my favorite parts of part two is the very end uh, where they recreate the end of part one when Doc sends him back to 1985 and he's cheering in the streets and then Marty just comes right around the corner and yes. he goes, I just sent you back to the future. He goes, I know, but I'm back, back from the future. And then he passes out. I was like, oh, I love that scene. So awesome, I think. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, they run right into each other and. and I, you know, it's uh, someone did the statistics online there, like how much out of Marty's life it took because part one ends with him coming back the next day, the next morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he spent, uh, remember, he goes, I could spend a week in 1955, get the, you know what I mean? Look mm -hmm. around, say, say. So he spent at least a week there. And then how much time did he spend going back and forth to 2015, back to the alternate 85, back to 55? And then how much time did he spend? Well, he spent like a week in the West, right? Like five days? Didn't he? Didn't he six I'm, days. Yeah. So I almost had leaped like he was quantum leap. I'm like, didn't he leap six days before Doc died? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Marty, it's about three weeks out of his life, maybe a month. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, and we don't know when exactly they come back at the end of three, right? But we're assuming it's probably that same morning. Yeah, it's like, the same that morning. Left, that they mm -hmm. left, right? Yeah, that they left, yeah. So, I mean, he... He loses a day in like his real time, I think, but you know he's out there for about a month. No, maybe not that long. What a couple weeks uh, between jumping around? That's pretty hmm. well to think of it. That That's way. interesting. Yeah. yeah, he's like the Flash. He's always screwing up time. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Point. He created Marty Point. <laughs> That's right. That's what he did. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So yeah, I think two two is considered by a lot as one of the weakest. Um, I don't see it. I don't agree with that. Um, it's obviously my third favorite, but to take nothing away from it. And I think uh, you bring up a good Pete. Why? Uh, you bring up a good Pete? That's awesome. You, you bring up a good point, Pete. 
<laughs> these rosary bleeds. Um, <laughs> you bring up a good point in the sense that it's not as well known or recognized. And I think it's because Zemeckis and Bob Gale, the writers, they didn't take advantage of what they had. And I think they did that on purpose. There, there should have been hundreds of books. There should have been hundreds of comic books. There should have been, I mean, there was a cartoon show. Um, even there if you didn't want to. Yeah, but I mean, there should be a, like, they should have spun the crap out of this thing, the merchandise. You know, when we talked about on part one that, you know, Back to the Future toys didn't really come out until well after the movies were out, right? Yeah. So they didn't really take advantage of what they had. And I think, you know, that's why Star Wars is so endearing today because, you know, like our generation saw the movies, we played with the toys, we passed it on to our kids, and they loved, you know, they loved it. And then, you know, the, the prequels came out, and that old generation loved Star Wars now, too. And now this new generation is getting the short shrift with these new movies. But I digress. Um, yeah, so they didn't capitalize on that. And I think they did that on purpose because people are asking them all the time, you know, will there be a Back to the Future 4 or can we reboot it? And they're both like, while we're alive, there will be no Back to the Future 4 and there will be no reboots. Because yeah, they were talking, there was rumors about them doing uh, Jules and Vern, um, Chris the Pine son. and some, and, yeah, the sons, uh, Chris Pine and someone else uh, doing uh, a Back to the Future movie. I, I don't think it was going to be called Back to the Future, but it was going to be called something of the back to the future something to that effect hmm. but um that would be a disaster i never heard that chris fine huh yeah i think they call it star wars now but i'm not sure but uh <laughs> yeah so that's what i read somewhere that that's what they were looking at doing but again as you said john you know the two producers said this is not going to happen it's you know but it's you know you know as we see in all movies now everything's been being redone over right. and over and over again um, well, uh, Zeme I heard Zemeckis say in an interview, he's like, if something, if it continues after I'm dead, you know, that's the prerogative of who we leave the property to, which I guess would be family members or whatever. Right. And, you know, he goes, I, you know, I won't be around. I can't stop him. But, um, uh, you know, as long as I'm around, there won't be a four and we're not going to continue. But why not novels? You know what I mean? Like, but does it need a four? I mean, is, is there a story that, that you think that still needs to be told? No, I don't. But the thing is, uh, with a lot of these movies, do is there another certain thing to be told? No, you just love the characters and you want to see their. Oh, events, Crystal you know? Skull! That that movie should not have been made. I would have been right. That's my favorite one of the four of them. Or five of them. <laughs> You're such. All nice. right, hang up. Hang up on them. <laughs> hang up on them. You, you mean know, aliens yeah. are not real? I I, I I don't know. I I'd like to see something. You know, I'd like to see somebody. I'd like to see another making of a movie, but. I, it would just be too awkward without Michael J. Fox, right? It, yeah, what are you gonna recast Marty, yeah. or or would it be that would it be the, would it be Back to the Future with Marty's kids or with Doc's kids? It it wouldn't be, because no. what made that movie was Marty and Doc. You can't take that away from them. That's they're the ones and Biff even too. Say what you want about Thomas F. Wilson, I can stand one else being Biff, and he did Biff perfectly. No, he did. He did a great job, um, but. I don't, I don't know because there's all these movies being remade and and not you know it's it's different with the Star Wars where they made the second set of uh, trilogy they were kind of trying to like you know give that backstory now if they want to do something will they do so, could they do something like that like, ooh, you know, ooh. how old is the guy that plays Biff how old yeah it's probably in his 60s 
All right, so this this is what you do. You make of a movie, and then you paint it the same thing like they did with Cobra Kai. From his point of view, he's not really that much of a bad guy. Well, he did try to rape. What's her name? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... Lorraine. But they fixed Lorraine. that timeline, though. No, that's the timeline he tried to rape her. <laughs> in fact, he probably, in fact, the original timeline where his father sees a nerd, he probably didn't try to rape Lorraine because the father took Lorraine to the dance. She wouldn't have been in the parking lot with Marty. Hmm. I understand what you're saying, Alan. I think he's a little misunderstood. Uh, I think they could have, you know, in 1985, you know, him like trying to take advantage of a woman is would never fly doing that type of movie now. But, and you could also paint it as as someone's point of view too, you know. From Marty's point of view, maybe that's what he thought he saw and heard, you know. I'm just giving you an idea. That's all. Wow, your idea sucks, just like Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really funny. <laughs> can I just ask a quick question, Alan, to you? Because yeah. I don't get to talk to you a lot, and um, I know we're talking kind of Back to the Future, but I have a quick question about trilogies and and timelines. Is Indiana Jones in any timeline in order? Is that in order or is it not in order? Uh, I believe Temple took place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, but not by much. Okay, so does that make sense? We did this in our, didn't we do this in our indie? Weren't you there, Pete? Or was that Jerry? No. I was not invited, sorry. No, I wasn't invited, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not a big Indiana Jones. I love the movies, but I'm not like, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not looking for short round to be my buddy or something like that. I'm not. I just like the movies as it is, and I I don't follow it as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, those yeah. those movies doesn't really follow a particular timeline per se. You know, I mean, they're they're basically standalone films. Now they're making a fifth one of that, right? Is it five or is it six at this point, moment in time? Well, maybe five. five. Yeah. Five. So I yeah. mean, is that is that kind of like the same thing? Should they have? Should you know? Should it be? Because they're talking about making another. Indiana Jones, right? Isn't there talk, there's talks about uh, another guy playing Indiana Jones? Is that kind of the same thing as you know putting someone else to play Marty McFly? Well, I, I think you have a situation where Indiana Jones at this point is kind of like a James Bond. Like every few years, you'll have a new person playing. Well, you should have actually, because Harrison Ford, he's going to be. We talked about this. Harrison Ford and Spielberg are going to be in their mid to late seventies when they get this thing rolling. And at what point do you, I mean, if you look at Harrison Ford in Crystal Skull, it's sad, <laughs> you know, right. to, see, to see what he used to be. So I think with Indiana Jones, you're going to find a, uh, a situation like James Bond, where maybe they'll just bring in a new guy every few years to be the next Indiana, kind of like what they do with Jack Ryan. There's been like five Jack Ryans right. since, uh, since the Hunt for Red October premiered back in the late eighties. So well, the mistake I, they did in Crystal Skull was that they had an it? older Harrison Ford. Stop it. They had an older Harrison Ford, but they never evolved. They, the character himself never got older. You know, they should have made him look slower a little bit, you know, like he's got to crack his knuckles to, to loosen up his joints. They, they never did that. His action sequences were as if he was still, you know, 30 years old or whatever he was in the movies and stuff. Right. So it, it, it looked awkward. You know, they should have played with the fact that he did get a little older. Maybe he will change his jacket. Maybe, you know, he has a different color hat or something. You know, it was just just an older guy playing a younger guy's role. Yeah, that makes sense. He's still dressing like he did. You know, it's 1955. He's still dressing like he did in 1937 when he was fighting the Nazis. Sure. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if they did a future Back to the Future, you think Marty would still be wearing his vest? Do you think he's still going to drown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, that's one of my favorite lines. Uh, my wife will vouch for this. Uh, she has like this white vest. Every time she wears it, I said, look, Dork thinks he's going to drown. I go into Target and I see a vest. I say the th same thing. So this movie is definitely like had some major influence on me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it's funny every time you say it. I'm sure your wife cracks up every time you say it. She's like, she said to me actually the last time I did it, which was yesterday, um, she said, isn't it getting old? I'm like, nah. <laughs> She'd be like, you're getting old. <laughs> I'm getting like Indiana Jones and Marty McFly. I'm a little too old to go time traveling or diving in the refrigerators. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I didn't like this one as much as I liked the first one, um, obviously, by the times I saw it in the theater. Because, um, you know, what happened, when I, once I got it on DVD and VHS, I uh, I decided that I could watch that instead of going to the movie and seeing that 18 times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, final thoughts on Back to the Future 2. Alan? Uh, good, not great. Like I said, it's 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 my third favorite amongst the three. Uh, it's a little too dark, but uh, I I remember at the time when I did watch it, I had a blast. You know, I thought it was great. It was it was a cool movie. Then you know, as time passes and you compare it to the th you know, then you got all three out in front of you. You know, then you can start making some judgment calls as to what's good and what's not good and stuff. But overall, it's it's a fantastic series. Yeah, I, I think it, the rewatchability of all three of these movies is really awesome. Yeah, uh, you can plop them in any time at any part of the movie. Uh, you know, you know if you have to catch on TV and it's halfway through, you can sit down and watch it and, and, and still enjoy it. And there's always little things that, at least for me, there's always little things I forget, little jokes or whatever that make me chuckle again. Um, and it's just good storytelling. It's like it's like picking up a great book and that you read as a kid, and you know you pick it up every few years and read it. Uh, Let me see. Yeah. Let me say one quick thing. Okay, so you know Back to the Future, 1985, best movie of all time. I see the previews for now, part two, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome, and I get a little disappointed. So I think that that's kind of that's what makes it still good, but not great. Right. Okay. All right. Well, Pete, thanks for joining us. We're oh, um, we're obviously going to do well. Not um, maybe it's not so obvious, but we will have Pete. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back for Back to the Future Part Three. Yes, if it's not 1988, I'll be I'll be there. It might be 2019, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to finish up our trilogy of Back to the Future Three. So Pete, just hang out there for a second. We're going to do our thank yous and our wrap ups, and we'll say goodbye. Okay. All right, Alan, we got some thank yous. Oh yeah. Yeah, I need to say gracias. Okay. Which, as you know, is future 2015 speak for thank you. Uh, to the people that have favored us on Anchor this past week, we have Brothers After Dark. Ooh. Oh, okay. I went spooky. You went sexual. <laughs> uh, we have, and excuse me if I screwed this up, Isaac. Oh, man. Mareliev. Isaac Mareliev. Okay. Sorry, Isaac, if I screwed up that last name. JT Whipple. Hey, um, Mr. Grandson. Whipple. And grandson of Mr. Whipple, please don't squeeze the Charmin. <laughs> and Mr. Mike Gutierrez, thank you guys for um, liking us on Anchor, well, favoring us on Anchor. Cool. We have uh, another follower on Instagram, Awesome80s Party. 
And he's got a really cool Instagram page. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah. Anything else? I'm, yeah, where can we be heard, Alan? Oh, Anchor FM, Nerdemy, Instagram, Nerdemy, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. We got a website, brothersandarmchairs.com, where you can find Pete with Enter the Nerd Zone with his buddy Jay, Fat Guys in Little our Coats. Our buddy Jay, our buddy Jay. Oh, yeah, your buddy too. Our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Guys in Little Coats. All right, oh, sorry, Stuff You Don't me. Need to Know in Defenders <laughs> of the Realm. There you go. All right, uh, Pete, anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I you plugged everything that's possibly able to be plugged. No. <laughs> oh come on. Your that's your mind went there, not mine. <laughs> not mine. All right, say good night, Pete. Good night, Pete. <laughs> Till next time, Marty. <laughs>